Welcome to Blatantish, a podcast where my mom and I discuss our opinions on a variety of topics while we attempt to navigate a generational gap of 18 years. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't, but either way, we're going to take you along for the ride. So let's buckle up and get Blatantish. Knock, knock. Who's there? Cal says. Cal says who? <laughs> no, Cal says moo. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Hal. Hal who? How will you know if you don't open the door? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Oliver Anthony. Richmond North of Richmond. That fan's really loud. That's not the fan. What is that? That's that's Robert the vacuum at the door. <laughs> He's hitting the t- <laughs> So so Brooke got us a robot vacuum and I named him Robert. I totally just snorted. You did, it's alright. We'll leave it in. I was like, um, can we just start this up? Nope. Nope, we're we're here now. Uh, Robert is currently knocking on the door. I guess he wants in. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, I didn't know who Oliver Anthony was or anything about him. And then you met, you texted me, and you said, "Hey, do you know Oliver Anthony?" And I'm immediately like trying to think of anybody I went to school with well, was I named said, Oliver. Do you Anthony. know who Oliver Anthony is? And I didn't know if like he had got hurt and was like. Some some friend of mine that I barely remembered you were taken care of or something at the hospital. I had no idea what was going on. Well, I wouldn't tell you anyway. Well, I know. And then I looked it up and I saw the song. And then you were like, oh, cool. Don't look him up. And I'd kind of got the gist of what what, he, <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. I, it just never occurred to me you wanted to talk about him on the podcast. Yeah. But then, yes, I we talked about it and I kind of researched it a little bit. But... If you are not aware... Well, I researched it. You researched it, and then I read your research. So yeah. that means that I've now researched it. <laughs> um, if you're not aware, Oliver Anthony is kind of interesting because he released a song. It's called Richmond North of Richmond. Um, Interestingly enough, Washington, D.C. is a hundred miles north, north of Richmond. Of yeah. Richmond. Uh, he's, he's from Virginia. So he's an American country folk singer. It was released in August. So like literally it'll be last month by the time this comes out. Um, this is the 27th while we're recording today. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it will be. It, but it's become an overnight like viral hit because it caught up on social media and it's been described as a blue collar anthem or an everyman anthem. Some people also say it's a right-wing anthem. Yes. Um, but within days of it releasing on YouTube, it topped sales and streaming charts and has debuted at number one on the Billboard 100, which means that Oliver Anthony is the first artist to ever debut at the top of the chart without any prior chart history in any form. So he went from never being on the Billboard charts to being from nobody to, to number one number one song in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um and it's got 17.5 million U.S. streams at the writing of that this nuts? article. Like an overnight sensation, literally. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He was, it's, it's actually insane. So much so it's never happened before. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. He was offered an $8 million, a record deal, the whole nine. And he pretty much was like, 
He's like, nah. Nah. He didn't want the record deal. He didn't want to be. Yeah, he didn't ask for any of that. He didn't want the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Yeah. And it seems like he just kind of lives on a little patch of land. Like he's building his own little farm. He's got some dogs. Like the video is literally him out in front of his like deer blind with his dogs mm-hmm. with a Gretsch guitar and a mic stand. And I don't even think he put the video on YouTube. Somebody else. Someone else did. Found yeah. him and recorded him and put his stuff up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been some controversy and kind of some back and forth because there's like conservatives, like right wing Republicans, people on the left, like are all trying, I think, to claim him. And then there's people, and then there are right wings who don't like him and leftists who don't like him. Well, I think the Guardian, the article <sighs> that I read from the Guardian pretty much summed it up by saying he quoted. It, they quoted him basically yeah. saying that Republicans are trying to claim him as their own while liberals are trying to pretty much, you know, cancel him. Because the other thing that, that's kind of escalated this into like viralness is that it, it, since it blew up and was such a big topic this month at the first Republican debate, they like opened the debate talking. They played the song, right? They talked. Right. About it. it was put online at the beginning of the month, so yeah. it blew up. It was kind of a thing, and then they played a snippet of it for the Republican first Republican debate was this Martha Wednesday McCallum, night. who's a Fox News person. Yes, it was. She the opened the debate and by saying that um, Anthony's lyrics speak of alienation, of deep frustration with the state of government and of this country. So she said Washington, D.C. is about 100 miles north of Richmond. And she asked Governor DeSantis, like, why is this song striking such a nerve in this country right now? Um, he went on to say, well, our country's in decline. The decline's not inevitable. It's a choice. And we have to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. I love American debate culture right now <laughs> being so just like I can just imagine John Kennedy being like, we need to send the Republicans back to their basement. Like, you know, it's like just not a, the way they talk to each other is yeah. stupid. Yeah. The first debate was in Wisconsin right. on Wednesday night and was hosted by Fox news. But he came back um, and he said to him, it's funny seeing his song as a topic at a presidential debate. He, he says like, I wrote that song about those people. So for them to sit up there and listen to that kind of cracks me up. Uh, he said, it's funny seeing the response to it. Um, and it's been, it, like I said, it's really been championed by a lot of people, political right, as a populist, anti-big government hymn. Yeah. That's a lot of words. Um, the person that showed it to me <clears throat> is a Republican, has some libertarian views, um, and was just like, hey, have you seen Oliver Anthony? And I'm like, no, I don't know who that is. And played me the video and um, pretty much explained to me that, you know, basically what the, you know, the article, the gist of it was he's overnight sensation and all this Mm. stuff. And, and even though this particular person is, you know, a Republican um, made it, you know, sound like, which what it was is that it's not, it wasn't for one particular party. It was just, talk about the struggles that people in America are right. dealing with right now. Well, he's, he's, he, Oliver Anthony himself released like a video and, and he talked a lot about it when, right. after the debate, he said that the, really the one thing that's bothered him is seeing people wrap politics up in it. Uh, 
He said it's kind of aggravating people seeing people on conservative news trying to identify with them. Like he says, like I'm one of them. Right. Uh, and then he straight up says that DeSantis's answer was kind of BS because he said it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It's bigger than Joe Biden. It's written about a lot of people on the same stage and, and more, not just them. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, yeah, I understand. It's, and, and this makes sense to me. He says it's hard to get a message out about your political ideology or your belief about the world in three minutes and some change. Sure. I mean, you can say it's so easy, especially in today's political climate, to kind of take that and and run with it and make a lot of assumptions at when you've listened to three minutes of someone's political. Views. Sure. Um, but either way, he says that he really hates the way that's being weaponized. He sees the right trying to characterize him as one of their own. The left is trying to discredit him. Yeah. Um, but he points out, if you look at response videos on YouTube, it's not conservative people responding to the song or necessarily even Americans. Um, and I, and I saw some comments. One, one comment on the video straight up says like, I'm from Europe and I feel this. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think, <laughs> I think there are a lot of people, like a diverse group of people giving positive responses to the song. Uh, and he straight up says he thinks that that positive response terrifies the people he's singing about. Right. Um, and they're trying to, you know, cancel him, spin his words and make him a political figure. Yeah. One of the interviews he did when he was playing, um, live, he was talking about the fact that, um, you know, we need to be, we're a melting pot and we're diverse and that's what makes this country great. And, you know, which is not exactly your conservative talking points. If you've enjoyed the show so far, you should take a minute to check out our affiliate links down below, specifically one from Designed by Humans. Designed by Humans is a clothes and apparel shop featuring all your favorite nerdy and geeky brands. Star Wars, Marvel, Dungeons & Dragons, you name it, they got it. I personally love their Baby Yoda merch. If you use our affiliate link down below, you can get a sweet discount on your next purchase, and it really helps to support us at the same time. If you're looking for another more direct way to support us, though, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blatantish. We'll be posting bloopers, extended cuts, and eventually episodes released a day early. Now back to the show. Yeah, but but he goes on to say that the left side is kind of attacking him because there's a yes. line. Let's see, he sings. It's uh, about yeah, he says, the obese. Lord, we got folks on the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the obese milk and we- welfare. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're three hundred pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. So, so he's saying that again because you know he's trying to sum all this up in three minutes. He's saying that you know this isn't really an attack against the poor or the obese. Right. And he says he thinks people's understood his words, but, but he's really they misunderstood his words. Yeah. yeah, and he's saying it's referencing a news article he had read earlier this summer about adolescent kids in Richmond who are missing meals because their parents can't afford to feed them. Right. He says, and at the same time, he he he's read that thirty or forty percent of food bought with you know welfare is snack food and soda. Uh, and he says that's not really the fault of those people. Um. But the government can, you know, get involved with this war in Ukraine, but they can't take care of their own people. 
Yeah, well, and and uh, unfortunately, you know, this just leads to other topics like you know, uh, you know, food, uh, quality right. food in areas, uh, access, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, looking at the lyrics, that's the only part that I personally take exception with. I mean, the rest of it, I also feel. But at least to hear, kind of to hear what he's saying, I, I kind of get it. Like, like that's just something. To point out, because, you know, if maybe maybe you don't agree with his take, but I think everybody can agree, like, the welfare system in this country is kind of broken. Oh, absolutely. And, sure. and, and, and I feel like, you know, if you're looking for something to argue about, then, yeah, you can say that five foot three, he's calling out five foot three, 300 pound people. He's he's saying that they're that people on welfare are fat. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the left is accusing him of fat shaming, et cetera. But again, I think that if. I don't know. I I kind of get what he's saying. I mean, like, he's not wrong. He, like, like, yeah. Like, the, I think he's he's trying to get at the fact that the welfare system is broken, and I don't know. I mean, if we're trying to find something to hate, I mean, you're gonna part. you're gonna yeah. find something to hate in the yeah. song. Doesn't matter what what your you know. Well, I mean, political you know, preference. He says, are. "I wish politicians would look out for minors, like M I N E R S, yes, and not just minors O R S on an island somewhere." Yeah, no, I mean he. The song is uh, yeah. He, so he's you know he's and I mean you could take a great summary. Of, also, we shouldn't be feeding kids in Africa or something. You know, like like you can you could pick it apart and find something yes. wrong with it. Uh. But but I think I think it's a good song, I, I really do. I think it's I think it's. I mean, obviously, whether you like it or not, enough people agree that it shot to number one on the Billboard charts hey, out of nowhere. There you go. So, I, I, but I think it's a good song, and I think it, it does a good job kind of catching that. I mean, I think it really does have that every man feel that people are saying it does. Gets. I, and I and I think he's and at least know, vocally saying he's not trying and setting out to be a political figure or a conservative figure. He just wrote a song about po- politics, you know, like, like po- a political, like working his ass off for nothing. And I guess a lot well, of yeah. people feel that way. Well, and, and interestingly enough, I mean, he, he pretty much says what I've been saying is like, you know, there used to be a time when despite our political ideologies and our preferences, mm-hmm. we, could have conversations and sit down and and be with each other and help each other and do all that. But now it's all about polarizing and, you know, being in your corner and don't come to my corner and, you know, labels. And we just need to get back to a place where we could agree to disagree. And I think that's where the comedy that he, he, you know, he said, it's funny they're using the song, the debate. And I think that's where the comedy really comes in because he releases a song that's, in my opinion, kind of about that, about the fact that there's an argument to be made about everything and everyone's got an opinion and, and he's kind of getting into some of that. And then immediately the song becomes, it gets tags put on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes a political thing and it's like, you can't just listen to the song and take it for what it is. You have to make it, it has to be right or left. It can't right. be, an individual's opinion who's somewhere in a moderate spectrum. And well, that's, and, and again, going back to the welfare mm-hmm. thing, it, it's like, there are, there are you're liberal people. Picking. You're cherry picking. Yeah. There are liberal people who have problem with welfare 
and will argue that people abuse the welfare system. We were on welfare. Yeah. We got food stamps. We got welfare checks, the whole nine yards. But we were also a welfare success Mm -hmm. because at the time they had a, um, uh, here in Texas, they had a program called the spend down program. We were all, we were on Medicaid. You, well, the kids were, you, you kids were, and we got food stamps and we got welfare. Um, Instead of just dumping us off the system when your dad got a new job, right, was able to get a job, they basically took certain percentages of our income and weaned us off the system a little bit along. So it wasn't like shock all of a sudden. Here we are finally making some money, getting a couple checks on our belt, and all of it's being taken away. And because of that, and they kept us on the they kept us on the insurance. For six months, at you know, uh-huh. a year to six months afterwards, basically weaning us off the system. And we were able to get off of welfare. He went to work. I finished my degree, went to work. And things have just steadily gotten better from then. Right. You know, I mean, we lived in public housing. We were able to get out of there. And we're, I consider us a welfare success story. But not everybody has that option because a lot, a lot of places don't have that program where it weans you off because well, and like it's unrealistic to think that suddenly you've been depending on welfare to feed your family and to make ends meet. And then suddenly you have a job and you've gotten one check under your belt and boom, now you're going to be able to make it. Yeah. That's, that's unrealistic, especially at minimum wage. For sure. And then, like, um, there's a cycle. It's a cyclical thing with that stuff, too. Like, it's difficult for someone whose family's in that situation. And the fact that that I grew up in state housing and we had welfare and food stamps and Medicaid. And, like, it's like I've come out of that now and went to college and went to school. And Brooke and I are kind of, like, like, uh, I feel like we've managed to kind of break, start to break that cycle. Sure. Like, I feel like I'm kind of launching into my young adult life. I don't even know if I'm a young adult anymore. My adult adult life. I mean, you're an adult. I'm, but, but, but like, I've got a bachelor's degree. I'm about to have my master's. And like, Brooke and I have like jobs that are paying more than what you and dad would have had, you know, when we were. Yeah, for sure. And like, so so like we've, you know, we've been able to come out of that and kind of break that cycle. So yeah, the welfare stuff gave you kind of a leg up to get you out of that. And it was you, we used it for what it was meant to be used for. Um, But I credit that spin down program for us being the success. And I'm like, it's a little off topic, but I mean, you know, the welfare system is broken Mm. because you People are on it because, like you said, that it's a vicious cycle. They get on it, and then you you can't get off of it. They live there. They live on yeah. it. And, and, and then, live but there are it. people who do abuse it. Well, yeah, and that's the other side of the coin. Right. You can't, for every story like ours where you come through it and escape it and better yourself, there's so many people who stay on it and do the bare minimum 
just to continue on it because because there are people like that i mean there, i've, there I've known some we've known plenty li- you know living in the state housing and stuff we met and were around plenty of people who would straight up tell you like i'm never working again i'm just going to live off of yeah they were perfectly and, happy yeah in that situation in their life and i and think that's what we had aspirations to do better and to not that there was a problem with that but we wanted to we we wanted to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what he's trying to say. And I feel like maybe he probably didn't. He's probably, I mean, he probably wrote the song not thinking that he would ever be on like the world well, sure. stage. Sure, sure, sure. You sure. know what I mean? And like now he's trying to say like, well, when I said I shouldn't be paying for someone who's five foot three and 300 pounds, this bag of fudge rounds, like. Well, now it's a number one top Billboard song, and he has to kind of defend that lyric. Can and, you imagine being a virtual nobody? And overnight being and mentioned overnight, at the presidential debate. And then debate. next yeah. thing you know, and then two weeks later, you're having to defend a song. And all the videos wrote. I've seen with him talking, he seems like a good dude. He's, he's very articulate. Real nice guy. So I, I, I just imagine that he wrote a song, it blew up, and now he's like, okay, I wasn't... I wasn't fat shaming anybody. I was making a point about welfare and it being a problem. And there are people who don't have anything to eat. And there are people who are milking welfare. And the government is enabling that and not providing a better program to help people. Right. I mean, he's the last line. It's not the last line. What does he say? Where does he say it? Uh, oh, he said it in, his, in the quote. He says... Uh, The song, what the song's trying to say, what it's really about is that the government takes people who are needy and dependent and makes them needy and dependent. Right. Yeah. Like he, he wants to see, he's fine with the government helping people, but he wants to see the government help people, not continue that cycle. You have to give people incentive to want to be self-sufficient and not depend on the government. Yeah. When you're, when you make But there's a lot of things that have to change and not just the welfare reform, but you know, wage yeah. increases, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the other part, I mean, I've been selling about. my soul working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. So I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. I, I think the song connects with a lot of people, no matter what your income bracket might be. Like if you're a hardworking person, we've, I think we've all felt that way. Like I'm just working my life away. And you're just like, hell anywhere. yeah, brother. Yeah. 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 Like, all right, I'm on right. that. Like I can, I can feel that, you know? Right. And then, you know, the, the chorus has these rich men north of Richmond. They just want to have control, want to know what you think, want to know what you do. And they don't think, you know, but I know that you do because your dollar ain't shit. It's taxed to no end because mm-hmm. of rich men north of Richmond. And, I, and 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 again, it's three minute. It's a three minute song, so it's probably you can go in there and say, well, it's not just the politicians' fault, right? Like 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 again, you can go now. I can go back in and attack this part and tear it apart. But what all I feel like I've got to say there is that the song has hit the Billboard Top 100. It's number one. It's the first time in history it's ever happened, and there's a reason for that, right? It, it where we're at right now. I think it connects. I think that mass, you know, um, you know, media is focusing on the negatives, but it's resonating 
with people the positive and you gotta take and you gotta take the question from the debate and ask like why is it resonating well that's because there's a lot of people who feel that way there's people suffering and you know when yeah. and desantis is like well joe biden needs to go back to his basement like no that's not the answer i'm and and i'm not even like whatever forget joe biden i don't yeah. I, I don't think anybody was i mean the whole last election is characterized by the election of like eh, why I don't like any of them anyway. Yeah. I feel I feel like that's the sentiment everybody's like these are our choices. People I are have voting Trump and Biden. The lesser of the evils. I, th- that's I who mean, I can I pick, just wonder you know? how many people voted because of that. Yeah, so regardless of which side you're on. So it's like, you know, with the right side like we hate Joe Biden, the left side we hate Trump and then it but at the same time it's like, well, we don't really like Trump or Biden anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like, yeah, let's I, I don't know why why somebody why when you're asked that question at the debate DeSantis's answer is just immediate. It's like he had it in his head that he was going to start the whole debate by saying, Joe Biden needs to go. And that's what he was going to say, it regardless was, of what he was asked. It was leaked. The, a memo was leaked. Did you see that? No. A memo was leaked about his debate prep. And it basically said, you know, something to the effect of uh, call out, um, what's his name? Rathaswamy, Vivek, um, that guy. Um, talk about Joe Biden for X amount of minutes, you know, call out, you know, uh, uh, don't really say too much, whatever the memo was, but it was like ping, ping, but yeah, ping, the question, basically his talk. The question's like, why do you feel like this song is resonating with people? And he's like, Joe Biden needs to go. And and, and he didn't even answer the question. So that's that's most the question them, the song most of them poses. Didn't, and that's just the thing. Most yeah. of them didn't. Well, they, and they never do. They get no. up there, they ask the debate and questions. That's Democrats and Republicans. Y- yes, all the politicians. Yes. They ask the question, and then they say the things that they're talking points, and they ignore the question and try to. Yeah. So, so I what think, I would ask on this song, my like closing point would be to take that question from the debate and, and to pose that back to like anyone who's listening to it is like, why is a song like that? resonating with so many people that it's able to do this historic record breaking thing now. And, right. and and there's a reason and, and instead of focusing, that's what's important. And I think my call to action is instead of focusing on the negatives, let's take this song and do what we talk about on this podcast. Let's make connections with those. Let's have these discussions about why the welfare system is broke, why the rich men are, have all the control you know, why everybody's working their fingers to the bone and not getting paid worth a shit. You know, let's have these discussions and agree to disagree on the things we don't agree on and try to fix the things we can together because that's what this country is all about. And send money to Hawaii. And send money to Hawaii. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. Hey guys, thanks so much for hanging with us until the end. Before you go, consider checking out our website at www.blatant-ish.com. There you will find out more about the show as well as our blog, show notes, and access to Blatantish videos. Lastly, remember to make those connections. Treat each other with kindness, live your truth, and always be Blatantish. Blatantish.